Welcome to Manager Tools. You're not a psychologist. Part one. Here we go. This answers these questions. How much can I analyze the thoughts of my directs? How can I understand why my directs do what they do? What can I learn about my directs' motivations that will help me? Well, if you want answers to these questions and more, keep listening. This episode of Manager Tools is brought to you by Roadmap, Manager Tools' new application that allows managers to roll out the Trinity, one-on-ones and feedback, and to monitor and measure every step along the way. You'll have a dashboard to see how you're doing, and we'll help you with every single step from scheduling your one-on-ones all the way through to reporting on how you're doing. ManagerTools.com. Come see us. Mark, a lot of managers we know try to psychoanalyze their directs. It doesn't work, right? I mean, yeah, a lot of us think we're actually good at it. We're good at learning what what makes them tick. In fact, when I was listening to your questions thing, it was like, how much can I analyze thoughts of my directs? You can't. How can I understand why my directs do what they do? You can't. What can I learn about my directs' motivations that will help me? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like a really negative cast we've got going here. Yeah. Um, most of us think we can figure our people out, and then that will give us the keys to be able to motivate them, unlock their potential. You know, why are they doing that? But the fact is, we're all horrible at trying it. And even more important, it's not where you should be focusing your attention. So, um, four parts of the cast. Number one, First, we're going to debunk the idea that psychology is important. Psychology is not what's important. Behavior is. Secondly, you're never going to understand your directs. You can't do it. And for the record, neither can HR or anybody else for that matter when they think you should. And the key to this whole thing is to focus on people's behaviors, which is what's linked to results. Attitude, emotions, all that sort of stuff, all great. But all it does is drive behavior, and behavior is what drive results. You cannot get great results with a great attitude if in between those two steps, there isn't great behavior. Okay. So let's, let's talk about your first point. Psychology isn't what's important. I find that interesting because there are all sorts. I mean, there must be a million books <laughs> and resources out there on the web, et cetera, that suggest they have the key to, quote, unquote, understanding your directs. What's wrong with all that? I was hoping you'd say we were prescient years ago when we studied engineering, because clearly psychology doesn't matter. Yeah, well, I, I tell you what, thinking of people as, as uh, mechanisms that are subject to the ideas of engineering is uh, yeah. equally fraught with peril. So yeah, Perhaps more fraught <laughs> with peril. Yeah, we don't call large organizations, we don't call them mechanizations, we call them organizations because they're organic, because they're filled with organic creatures, us. Yeah, the idea behind all that stuff, you know, figure out your directs, the why, and so on, is if you do truly understand your directs, inner drives, their desires, their fears, um, if you can figure out what makes them tick, if you can figure out what motivates them, you're going to have the keys to the kingdom. Whenever I read or hear somebody saying, you really understand, need to understand your directs' fears, I'm like, who goes around telling somebody else what their fears are? The whole point with fears is you're afraid. In addition to all your fears, you have another one right at the top that says, I'm afraid everybody will find out about these fears of mine. Nobody's going to do that. I mean, okay, some highly self-actualized, completely secure person 
who doesn't have a boss, if they're that way, might be willing to share their fears with you. But the chances are zero in the real world. It doesn't work. And one way to remember that, quote, understanding others, unquote, is a false management god, is to realize that focusing on thoughts, opinions, emotions, fears, desires, loves, is to realize that that focus moves you away from what you want. How is that? Yeah, so, okay, so let's do this. Start by asking yourself a question. What is it I want? And this is in your role as a manager, separate from peace and love and understanding. What is it I want? The smart answer to that question is results, okay? If you come down with five things on your list, like I want to get to know my directs, I want to care about my directs, whatever, or I want a promotion, and you don't have results in the top five, you need to do a serious rethinking because results are essentially the engine of everything else in terms of organizational life. Well, what if I said, um, and I know a lot of people who would say this, well, I'm a people person. My ultimate goal is happy people or good people. What's wrong with that? First of all, I love that. Particularly you and I as engineers, we're not naturally people persons. And so you aspire to that. You, you hope to be somebody who gets along well with others, who is liked and admired and appreciated and has good friendships and deep relationships because you're willing to be sensitive to other people and so on. But the distinction you're making about, I'm a people person, my goal is happy people, the distinction is really about process. It's not a distinction in outcome. Because think about this. If your ultimate goal is happy people, and one day we survey your people, and they're the happiest they've ever been, and you don't get promoted because you didn't achieve results, or let's even change that and say, you don't achieve a single one of your results, the measured results, whatever they may be, is anyone in your organization going to think you're a good boss? In fact, I would argue there's a little archipelago, a little group of islands, your directs, who think you're great, but you're about to lose your job. That's true. And if I, if I said that, I'm a people person, my ultimate goal is happy people, it's probably not quite accurate because in my head, I believe that if I have happy people, they will achieve good results. That's really the unstated assumption, I, I think, in my That's statement. a nice belief. There have <laughs> been nice millions of people all over the world that believe that if every nation state was communist, we'd all be living in peace and harmony. Please don't send me any email about how you're a proponent of communism, because the arc of mankind is away from communism, I hate to say. But look, whether you're a people person manager, or maybe you think of yourself as an analytical manager or a strategic manager, or a political manager, or whatever other way you choose to characterize whatever it is you're doing. Every manager's ultimate goal is results. And to suggest that I'm going to take my eye off results, I'm going to spend my time thinking only about my people, I'm going to be a people person, and so therefore I have to think about the emotions of my people, those are not causally strong relationships that you can hang your hat on. And to be clear, guys, after years and years and years of telling you, you got to get to know your people, there's nothing wrong with being a people person. There's nothing wrong with thinking of yourself as a people-focused or a people-centered manager. Half the managers of the world are that way if you think about it in terms of DISC, high D, high C, left side, task-focused, versus high I, high S, right side, people-focused. If you see yourself as a people person when you're not managing day-to-day -day life, 
then we recommend you see yourself as a people person when you are managing because it's more authentic. You don't have to become someone different to be an effective manager. Managing others isn't about who you are. It's about what you do. But once you become a manager and you're inside the organization, the role has responsibilities. The pay you get is conditioned upon certain outcomes, which are your results. If you choose to be a people person, that's fine. That's good. That's who you are. Good. It's not naturally Mike or I's way, which I think is one of the reasons why so many people listen to us is because we encourage people to get to know other people, even though folks know we're not naturally people persons. We just know that it's the most effective way based on hundreds of thousands of data points over 20 plus years of paying attention to what managers do. So there's nothing wrong with being a people-centered manager. And simplistically, there's nothing wrong with wanting your people to be happy. But guys, making your team happy is not your ultimate goal. You cannot prove to anyone, in fact, there's data to refute the statement that a happy team produces better results. It's actually false. We've talked about this before. Happiness does not drive productivity. And when I say productivity, I mean results in an efficient way. Happiness does not drive higher results. Now, you would say, wait, 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 everything I've read says that. No, it doesn't say that. There is an association between happiness and productivity. But people who want their people to be happy, I believe, do so for two reasons. One, because they mistakenly believe that because there's association, there's a causal relationship. And in fact, in a minute, I'll explain to you, that's not true. And the second thing is, it's just easier being a nice guy or a nice gal to your people to want to make them happy, to pat them on the back all the time, tell them it's okay. You don't have to worry about that mistake. It's fine. No worries. Don't, you know, don't fret about it. Go home, be at peace. I'm sorry. When the stuff is hitting the fan at work and we need everybody on deck, look, I don't mind giving you a half day off every once in a while off the books, but by gosh, when I need you at two in the morning and I need you crisp and I ask your opinion on something and you tell me what you think I want to hear because you're being nice and because of that, I end up continuing to make the same mistake and it hurts my career. You're not doing anybody any favors other than making yourself feel good by telling people I like to keep my people happy. The fact is, the association between productivity and happiness, most people have backwards. The manager who tries to make her people happy and then wonders why they're not productive is missing the point. In fact, what ends up happening is if you search for happiness with your people, your people will begin to see you as somebody who's trying to make them happy. And they will begin to want more examples of happy-inducing behaviors from you. And that will be devoid of results. Yeah. If you want to do that, become a cruise director, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not exactly. And maybe we start saying, how much happiness do I give my top performer and how much happiness do I give my bottom performer? I mean, no offense. Now we're in the law in, in la la land. I mean, that's just wacky. The other side of the coin is this. Yeah. There's an association between productivity and happiness. Productivity drives happiness. If you survey happy employees, some of them are productive some of them are not. When you survey unhappy employees, some of them are productive and some of them are not. Yes, it's true that there are some studies that show happy employees tend to be more productive than unhappy employees. But when you dig into the next level, you discover it's their productivity that makes them happy. 
And by the way, since our job is getting productivity anyway, not suggesting that our people are machines, we want them to feel good about coming to work in order to get great results. But if they don't get great results, we don't want to be making them happy all the time. We're not a slot machine where they come to work and we spit out happiness at them. They're supposed to do the work. They're supposed to become productive. We're supposed to help them achieve productivity. And they're supposed to worry about their own emotional state anyway. Right. And unless there be folks out there who who haven't listened to us a while and don't recognize that right behind results is retention, right? We're not talking, yeah. talking about productivity at the cost of retention, i.e. Sure. they're so unhappy that they leave, right? Yeah. But the point we're making here is it is not people's emotions or their motivations or how happy or sad or fearful or joyful they are that leads to results. The only thing that leads to results is behaviors. Okay. Now, some people say, well, no, if I feel good, I, I work harder. Okay. And some people aren't that way. They feel good and they slough off. They take the afternoon off. Some people feel bad and they work harder in order to make their pain suffering inside themselves go away. They bury themselves in their work and they do highly productive work. It's folly to believe that if I understand emotions, I then can therefore always predict or drive behaviors, which I know will produce results. If our ultimate goal is results, it makes no sense to not focus on behaviors that are closest to those results in the causal chain. I could certainly argue, you know, that the, the standard human psychology 101 approach is the world happens, you observe the world, you filter the world through your paradigms, then you decide, you think about what happened in the world. And by the way, folks, I'm not describing an engineer or a marketer or a salesperson, I'm describing all 7 billion of us. This is psychology 101. The world happens to you. You don't actually experience the world. Uh, you experience a portion of the world based on your paradigms. You then think about what happened in the world. And then in every case, you feel about that. And then based on your feelings, you take actions. We often, I often joke with engineers that now you know why the word emotion and motion are so closely related because they're linked. We take action, we go into motion because of how we feel about something. Now, some people get their feelings from a spreadsheet. Other people get their feelings from another person's facial expression. But regardless, you feel something and then you take an action. Now, some of you are saying, well, see there, I need more leverage. I need to move further upstream. I need to, right? I got to get to the feelings. I got to get to the feels in order to get to the behaviors. No. Why move further away from the ultimate result if we're going to shorten the chain to feelings, behaviors, results, and you're paid for and your responsibility is results? Why would you skip behaviors? I'll tell you what some managers have told me off the cuff or off the record, Mike, is, well, behaviors are too hard. And so I'll get to feelings and that's a little bit easier. I'm like, yeah, sure. We Sigmund Freud all of a sudden? To focus on somebody else's motivations or emotions rather than paying attention to their behaviors and rewarding behaviors that get results we want and encouraging change in behaviors that don't get the results we want, to focus on those motivation or emotions, the drivers of behaviors, is to assume that you can accurately surmise people's emotions, 
psychologies, and motivations. That's A. And then B, determine how to influence those motivations, such as to lead to the right behaviors, which then C, leads to results. In order to focus on psychology, emotions, feelings, you have to ignore behaviors because we believe, again, that we can get to behaviors, you know, through emotions. But not only can't we, and we'll talk more about that, but to move further away, ignoring behavior is foolish. And the data suggests it's impossible, too. This is going to sound really cynical, and I know I come across that way sometimes, and so I would ask a little bit of forbearance from our audience. The cynical example I use about the idea of getting inside someone's head is therapists who have patients for 20 years, and the person says, I'm still not better. Wow, if a therapist can't do it, how could I, as an engineer manager dude, do it? I'm guessing I can't. In fact, really, I can't. And folks, to be clear, please don't write me and tell me I've got a problem with therapists. I've been to a therapist. My therapist was absolutely fabulous. I mean, she was awesome. So I completely believe in therapy. But on the other hand, if I'm trying to get better at something and I've been doing it for 20 years and I'm not there yet, there's a question about the track record there. And this is from a professional, a licensed, degreed professional. So focusing on motivations rather than behaviors is like needing to fill sandbags to save your house before an impending flood and choosing not to buy a shovel because you prefer to buy an entire factory that produces shovels. Yeah, if you could utilize all those shovels, once you go through raising the capital and doing the due diligence of which factory to buy and the lengthy purchase process, you would be able to fill a lot of sandbags quickly provided you had help. But your house will have flooded by then. The idea of moving upstream because there's, you know, if I get inside their head, then I'm like, it's like that one alien in Men in Black where the alien's head opened up and there's a little tiny dude inside the, inside the head manipulating everything. You're not going to do it. And I hate to say this, but if you think you can do it, are you willing to countenance a world in which your boss says to one of his or her friends, oh yeah, I'm totally inside her head. I totally know what makes him tick. I can play him like a, what's the instrument? Fiddle. A fiddle. Like a fiddle. Yeah. I'd say guitar, but fiddle. Yeah. And let me just make one other point related to understanding other people. Most books that teach motivation are similarly misleading in this regard. I, we, we throw motivation and emotion around. I don't mean, for those of you who have bachelor's and master's and PhDs in psychology, I don't mean to be disrespectful to your profession at all. I know that I'm using those words somewhat sloppily. I'm simply talking about the workings of the mind as opposed to say the brain. The books basically say that managers learn how to need to learn how to motivate others. But I got to tell you something, folks, motivating others requires you to understand them. Motivating others is nearly impossible. Psychology 101 today, the modern version of psychology teaches that no one can motivate anybody else. We can influence someone's environment, their surroundings, their incentives, their disincentives, and then only they can motivate themselves. 
Because Psychology 101 teaches today, all motivation is self-motivation. You don't motivate someone else. You influence them to motivate themselves. So rather than trying to do the impossible, since you're not going to really truly understand them, why not influence the thing that is actually closer to what you want than their emotional state or their motivation, which is their behaviors? And I like to mention this at conferences that if I told you a friend of mine had a bad attitude, you would look for behaviors that would make you think he had a bad attitude. Now, the first couple of weeks you interact with him, let's say you interact with him several times a day, you would say he has a bad attitude. You'd say that because I've predisposed you to believe that. After about a couple of weeks, you'd probably come back to me and go, I don't think he has a bad attitude. Now, the fact is, you don't know what's in his head. Neither did I when I told you he had a bad attitude. You cannot know what is in another person's heart. You cannot. Frankly, unless you truly have an intimate relationship, which you're unlikely to achieve in the workforce, even if you do, the person who is telling you their deep desires and fears and so on, even then, according to psychologists and psychotherapists and psychiatrists, you have to take that with a grain of salt because it's so hard because we're all essentially flawed human beings. So when you spend two weeks with a guy and you say, I got to tell you, I know he has a bad attitude, but I haven't seen instances of it yet. In other words, you're willing to admit that it's entirely possible you've been living that way for the last two weeks, that you believe you understand what's inside that person's mind, and yet the behavior could be different. And you're still holding on to the idea that you know what they're thinking and feeling when there literally is no evidence of it compared to, if I hadn't told you you had a bad attitude, uh, after two weeks, you would have come to me and said, this guy's got a great attitude. In other words, you wouldn't be saying, I don't think he has a bad attitude. You'd say, no, he has a great attitude. Why? Because we always infer mental state from behavior because behavior is the only thing we can see and hear. Okay. So a lot of people would say, well, okay, if I focus on the behavior, then I understand how people work. And so if I look at the behavior, I'll be able then to understand, quote unquote, my directs based upon their behavior. So didn't you just prove yourself wrong? You said you'll never understand your directs. I just proved that we, we can through their behavior. No. Well, it depends on whether or not you want to use words the way they're defined in the dictionary, right? So, oh, understand- so you're going to make me yeah. do yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. To see another person's behavior and to say, therefore, I understand them, does not go with the common vernacular of what understanding is. You certainly have a good sense of what they're likely to do next. And I would argue that's a better definition of understanding someone, but that's not what the vernacular today means when we say understand. When we, when we say we understand someone, it means we know what are, what's in their heart and mind, which is just ludicrous. That's it for this week. We'll finish this one up next week. In the meantime, have a great one. 